Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host, who can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. This is the first IVF before and after podcast. This is Kay Dempsey. Thank you for tuning in. The podcast is about the journey of IVF before and after. My husband and I finished our second round of IVF and if you already follow me, you already know that. I thought I would tell you about our journey, our IVF experience from start to finish. This is what I would have liked to have watched or listened to prior to taking on the journey of IVF. I hope this is useful to anyone starting out on their IVF journey. Before I get started, I'm going to answer some of the questions you probably have asked. Our age. I am 47, my husband is 58. We started out on the IVF journey seven years ago. Our infertility diagnosis we know for sure was me, my age and my low AMH. There was no male issues and I also may have had endometriosis. Only way to find out for sure was to have surgery, which I did volunteer to investigate the unknown reasons. We decided to go ahead with the IVF. It wasn't a decision made easy to us. We took a lot of time to decide. We were told by the first IVF doctor that we visited that it would be a miracle to have a baby. We were to go home and head to Spain to have an olive-coloured baby. We wanted a second opinion and booked in to see another fertility doctor at a completely different clinic. Here we were told we had a 5% chance of conceiving with IVF. IVF takes over your life. Let's get into the steps. The first step. You're put on the birth control pill. This is from my experience. The clinics don't want you to ovulate. They want to control every step of the process. In terms of moods, I was not affected nor depressed while on the pill as I was not on it for that length of time. A couple of days later, you start the injections. I was dreading the injections. Lucky for me, my husband, who is type 1 diabetic, was able to inject me and tell me the best way to do my own injections. I was scared what IVF would do to my body, how it would make me feel, because I just don't like taking any medication. The overwhelming amount of drugs you need to take is scary. I was scared of setting myself up for the disappointment of what would happen if it didn't work. First injection is very scary as it's large and you must take it at a certain time. You question yourself each and every time you're taking the right medication. Is it at the correct time? Is it the correct dose? After about five days into taking the medication, I started to feel slightly uncomfortable, felt very bloated, and I had pain in my lower back and my abdomen. 
and I was starting to feel very tired. You do become a pincushion and a little bruising at the injection sites does happen. I had my next ultrasound and bloods were taking. This procedure for the ultrasound was okay, albeit you do feel very undignified as you're having constant internal ultrasound examinations. Here the nurse is counting the growth of the follicles and how many are growing. I had six follicles growing on my right and eight follicles were growing on my left ovaries. After another ultrasound in the next few days, I'm very uncomfortable. The last couple of days feeling very sick, heavy pain in my back and my abdomen. I'm finding it now very difficult to walk. I'm tired. The following ultrasound didn't go as well as the nurse couldn't find my right ovary. And she had me in every thinkable position to measure it. And she just couldn't find it. I left the clinic I sat in the car and in tears as I was very sore internally and I was fed up being pricked and probed. The process becomes so undignified with all the examinations. You're giving yourself injections every day. You're having internal ultrasounds and halfway through your process, you now feel exhausted. My results from the examination is that responding but not as good as should be, but it's still early days and we still have more injections to take to stimulate the ovaries to help them grow. Now day nine and I'm feeling like crap. I'm sick, I'm bloated, I'm sore. I feel as if I must be pregnant. I just do not feel great. You actually can feel your ovaries are getting bigger and heavier. Each follicle is getting bigger, about two centimetres. That's the size of a grape. That's each follicle is the size of a grape. So you feel the weight of the growing follicles as you sleep at night from moving from side to side. Later on, you have the egg retrieval day. You take your last injection the night before at a specific time and you wake up early to beat the clinic before seven o'clock in the morning. You don't have any food in the morning and zero to drink, as it is you're going in for surgery. You arrive at the clinic and you're put into your surgical gown, you fill in your forms and next you're wheeled into the theatre. You're given an injection to sedate you and at that point they're placing the oxygen mask over my face and unfortunately I put my hand up and I knocked the nurse's hand away as I do not like oxygen masks and put over my face, all due to bad experiences. But the anaesthetist noticed this and he put me my ease and next I was awake and I was back in my clinic room and this procedure was all over. And the anaesthetist, unfortunately, or fortunately, had to stay with me as I wasn't responding well to the anaesthetic. But once I was awake, they bring you, obviously, your tea and toast because you haven't had anything to eat and they let you know the results. So we waited and the embryologist comes in. For me, it was disappointing news that the only one egg was retrieved and the other follicles that were growing were empty sacs. On hindsight, I should not 
have got to egg retrieval stage. But as we thought, it only takes one egg and one sperm to make a baby. Homeward bound with some pain medication, sit on the sofa and rest and take it easy for the next few days. The day after retrieval, you get your phone call. What they're doing is they're letting you know if the egg has matured. They fertilise the egg and you wait to find out if you are a three-day transfer or a five-day transfer. You definitely want a five-day transfer. As if you're not developing properly, they do the three-day transfer as they feel that the embryo is better in your womb than in the clinic. We were hoping for a five-day and we didn't get to that stage. But we did get to a transfer that weekend. So here we are on the transfer day and they tell you that they're going to insert a catheter into you and once the catheter's inside, then they put the the embryo in. So they insert the catheter and you receive no medication to relax you or sedate you. I was nervous and you must always have a full bladder, which is really difficult as you've already got the pressure from the ovaries, from the injections that you've been taking. My husband's allowed in and he sat at the side of me in the theatre as you're lying down, your legs in the stirrups, with lots of nurses, embryologists, doctors all within the room. You do feel very embarrassed. The insertion of the catheter was excruciating pain. My whole body was shaking and I tears were running down my face. My husband was holding my hand as tight as he could while we watched on the screen the catheter going in and then the embryologist brought in the embryo and it's inserted and you see on the screen a black dot and they tell you that it's the egg inserted into your womb. At this stage, you're pregnant until proven otherwise. The clinic tells you not to do a pregnancy test. And as we had put our faith in the clinic's hands, we decided not to. We then waited the two weeks. You attend the clinic. They take your blood for testing. And you go home and you wait for the phone call. On the short journey home for us, I felt a rush in my abdomen. I came home, I went to the bathroom and I gave off the most loudest, terrifying scream. It's hard to describe. My husband ran up the stairs wondering what was wrong. I told him, we sat on top, the last step in the stairs, we cried and we cried. It was all over. All the medication, all the injections, all the money that literally had been flushed down the toilet. My heart was broken. They do phone you. And I said to them that I already knew. And they confirmed it wasn't. I was not pregnant. But you have to make a review appointment. So you need to go back to the clinic and review on how did it not work at the meeting. So the protocol was looked at. They felt that it wasn't really anything to change, but they might change some things as we go along for the next cycle. Again, the next cycle would cost us exactly the same thousands of pounds. 
and the percentage was exactly the same. We left thinking, should we? Are we fooling ourselves? Is the clinic only wanting our money? As we remembered what the embryologist had said, with your age and only one egg, you should not be here at this stage. So, after a long, long discussion, many days, many weeks, we decided to give it some time and change what we were doing and see if it could help conceive. The journey so far has been negative result. But as you know, if you're following me, you know that we went for another cycle. So tune in to our next podcast and hear how I turned all around for my next cycle. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment or a review. Head over to my Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or over to my blog, KDMC. I do hope that this information has helped others who are about to start on your journey. Take care. Dreams do come true. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or to the website, www.ivfbeforeandafter.com for fantastic free stuff.